Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the plus. Hello, everybody. You are listening to a Game Week episode of Spartan Crazies. Been months since I've been able to say that, so I am super excited. Uh, this is going to be a straight football episode with Western coming in on Friday. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to preview that first, then uh, talk some, you know, preview some of MSU's position groups and uh, expectations for the season. And uh, we're going to get back on our picks which we haven't been able to do for months because there's been nothing. So, uh... Wait, we, I don't... Hold on. I need to find out if I kept the data for last year. I, oh, I think it yeah, might be gone. It might be um, gone. I, you beat me last year. I mean, I remember that. There's basketball picks, I think, are might still be there. Uh, I, I might not have them anymore. I know, too. Ryan t- and I yeah. were... Ryan wasn't far under 500, and I was just above. So, there you go. There's simple math, like... Combined, we probably lost money in our picks. But I think that uh, when we talk about the picks, Ryan m- brings up good points. And um, and I just get lucky because I, <laughs> I bet on just, like, numbers, and I don't even know anything. So, anyway, continue, Ryan. So, uh, I want to start out with Western here. Uh, Western is supposed to be kind of mid this year. They, they, they were okay. They were all right last year. Um, they beat Pitt, which, you know, that was impressive. Pitt won the ACC, even though the ACC sucked. They did win that game. So, I mean, they're not a slouch, but they lost a ton uh, uh, off their team from last year. Uh, Caleb Ellaby, their quarterback, left early, went pro. Sky Moore, their stud wide receiver is gone. They lost their two best defensive linemen. Um, they do return their running backs, and you guys will see a familiar face on Friday – Ladarius Jefferson is still at Western. He will be playing for the Broncos, former Michigan State player who transferred to Western. Um, so it'll be interesting to see him. By the way, shout out to him. Last year, <laughs> Western played Michigan. He actually did a Paul Bunyan bonus, supposed in the end zone when he scored, which was hilarious. So, uh, yeah, so Western, uh, they're starting a true uh, redshirt freshman quarterback, Zach, uh, Jack Sap- Sapolek. I might be getting his name wrong. But Wait, so what's his name? Jack Sapolek. Okay. Um, so he, he he's thrown like three passes, and he's completed all three, played against Western, uh, I think when LB got hurt for like a series. Um, so, I mean, Western, I mean, the MAC is not the greatest conference in the world. I mean, let's be real here. It's... Not it's definitely been down in talent compared to what it was ten years ago when you know CMU had guys like Dan LaFever and Antonio Brown on their team. There's not that everywhere anymore. Um, I don't. If MSU loses this game, there's some serious problems with this team. I mean, there's no way they should lose this game. Uh, they should dominate. They should be able to dominate Western up front. I mean, like I said, they lost their two. Best defensive line. Western lost their two best defensive linemen. 
Uh, MSU, I mean, when you put up a MAC team against a team that's supposed to be a top 25 Big Ten team, shouldn't be a close game. Should be a blowout. Um, I'm not expect. They might keep it close for half, but it should not be close at the end. So, Western also, there's also the storyline that uh, Peyton Thorne, his dad, his dad is uh, Western Michigan's offensive coordinator, Jeff Thorne. So that'll be interesting to watch. Also, Jaden Reed played at Western, transferred to Michigan State. Peyton Thorne committed to Western. Western wound up at Michigan State on signing day. So, I mean, there's lots of connects here, like I said, with Algerius Jefferson, et cetera. So, uh, yeah. What? So, real quick, for for people like me who really don't know, like, exactly all of the details about this, like, I didn't even know that Peyton Thorne's dad was a coach somewhere. But that being said, you have to imagine he's probably watched almost all of his Michigan State games. Uh, how do you think that that affects Michigan State in, and how he will impact the game? So he's an offensive guy, so he's not really going to have a ton of bearing, I guess, in the defensive room. But, I mean, he'll, he'll probably put it, give input to guys this week based on what his, what his son does, you know. But I don't think it's going to have a huge impact on how they attack MSU. Um, I mean, you see what you see on film. It doesn't really, sure. you know, matter. I guess this this guy's been around him his whole life. I get that, but well, let's let me say this: You're an offensive coordinator. You're watching all of your son's games at the same level you coach. Don't you think he might have picked up on ways that he could hurt MSU's defense? And I know, of course, we're assuming it's last year's defense, but yeah, maybe. I, I, I there were definitely. I mean, there's a lot of new faces. I mean, we're gonna get into that. Okay. Um. It's not really the same thing. I I think MSU is going to be more athletic this year defensively than they were last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, he could bring some stuff up. There. I guys said, like you said, he's he watched every game. I mean, he was on Matt Sheehan's podcast. I don't know. I think during this off season, before he got hired at Western, and uh, said that he had only been to, I think, one of Peyton, like one or two of Peyton's games because he was coaching at a D3 school. He's a head coach there. I see. So he, I mean, he watched the games on TV, but he was not, he didn't He didn't really get to see him play in person, which, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, but, you know, it's, he, he had his own thing going on, I guess, sure. you know. Well, I just think it's kind of an interesting dynamic. You know, like if, if I were, trying to give a scouting report on um, a team outside the Big Ten, I would know far less. Yeah, of course. Because you watch maybe five to ten times I, more. I don't know much about Western. I mean, I, I told you before. I they I, they I mean, not only did they lose a decent amount of production from last year, but I just don't watch a lot of Mac games. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I might watch the Tuesday game, you know, in November. Sure. That nobody, that there's nothing else on. I'll have it on in the background, but... You know, okay. Well, go ahead. Keep keep talking about Western. So, I, I like I said, I don't know a ton. Uh, I know about their skill players. I know about their defensive line. It's like they return most of their linebackers. Um, Tim Lester. It's I was reading stuff from Western fans. Seems like they're not the biggest fans of him, the head coach there. So, um, I, I don't know. I mean, they've kind of. They I think they went seven and. 
eight and five last year or seven and six, but I'm not totally sure. So um, they kind of yeah eight and five. So uh, they and they were picked to finish fourth in the MAC West this year, which is not great. I mean, so um, they're going to be somewhat. The expectations for them are not super high this year. They're not supposed to be one of the best teams in the MAC. So, like I said, this is a game Michigan State should win pretty easily. Um, <clears throat> let's bring up some of the uh, the analytics here. Twenty-two and a half point favorites, Michigan State. Line um, opened at nineteen, by the way. Um, obviously, they're favored to win this. I mean, they bring Western to East Lansing to like clobber them. Right. That's the whole purpose. But um, let let. I want you to give me some, some sort of, uh, you know, hot takes. Give me something that might not be, it might not be probable in terms of like a over fifty percent chance, but something you think might have a chance to happen. On, just on Friday. Just yeah, some crazy predictions about what might ha- how the game might look. I think Jared Broussard's going to run for a hundred plus yards. Okay. See, this, now we're talking because I gotta I gotta make a couple bets. <laughs> You know, first of the month. All right, keep going. Uh, damn. Uh, I think that uh, Chris Bogle will get uh, – if I had to put the, the over-under on – damn. I think he's going to get at least a sack. So, I mean, I don't think that's a hot take, though. That seems pretty reasonable. Okay, so we'll do um, – Over-under one and a half. <clears throat> point – Point five, because you said he's gonna. Yeah, get I think he's gonna get one, but I, I, yeah, I guess. Um, let's see, uh, Thorn. He's gonna throw for over two hundred and fifty yards. They might take him out early, and you might see, you might see Caden Hauser on Friday night. Okay, now, now we're talking. See, these are some fun. I mean. Sure, if they're blowing them out, you might I mean, see everybody, in right? Tw- in 2019, this is different. MSU, that, that team sucked. I mean, that team was not good. They beat Western like 56-7. to I mean, come on, man. This team is a thousand times better than that 2019 team. I mean, they should be. I mean, this game shouldn't be close. Well, okay, say, say that we're outclassing them very easily first half. What is the likelihood that... He even plays a starter in the second. I half. would sit. I would sit Thorn. I mean, if you're up by four touchdowns at halftime, I'd pull him. I, I'd absolutely. I'd be throwing Noah Kim and Caden Hauser in the game. Okay, I mean that makes sense to me. Um, <clears throat> let me ask. You hear these kind of things, and I don't know how realistic it is, but um, Mel Tucker's not going to use his whole playbook against Western. Of course not. And. So, do you think it's going to be kind of a vanilla sort of game, or are we going to see a flea flicker? I mean, he threw a flea flicker out in the Youngstown State game last year, so why wouldn't he throw it out here? Yeah, because chess. <laughs> they, they were thinking vanilla. He said, nope. I mean, I, I'm interested to see how Thorne does without Kenneth Walker, because Kenneth Walker, I mean, he covered up a lot last year. I, I've talked about it. He he really did. This I've said this team's – we'll get in – I guess we we kind of got to do I guess predictions for each game too because we haven't done that yet. Uh, like the whole season. Yeah. Okay, um, we can do that. I, uh, I've said this team might have a worse record than the last year, but overall they'll be better. I think. I. It's been kind of a. Thing that a lot of people have been saying. I think it's actually true. Um, and when you say that, you mean. 
that the schedules aren't equal. It, they are not equal. This year's schedule is a lot more difficult. Um, um, which is why it's possible to be, to be better and yeah, have maybe a worse have a worse record. That's, that, that's the thing in college football. Like I, I, Casual people will just look at a record. Oh, this team was – you know, they didn't live up to expectations, but they – I mean, yeah, you put MSU at number 15, they're pro- they, that seems like the right spot, but their record's not. They're going to have teams that go like 11-2 and two and play in worse conferences, and they're going to be ranked higher than them. And they probably weren't as good as them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess we should do just do, get predictions out of the way now. Okay, um, let's do it. I'm ready to go. So, West, and we're just doing win-loss. Yeah. Western Michigan, both of us, I'm going to pencil in win. a win. Akron's coming to town. Akron is worse than Western. That's game, that game is going to get ugly fast. It will and, not be close. And not just because Michigan State's good or something, but like... Akron's really bad. <laughs> like, they've got better athletes on state, so they're going to win. Yeah. Um, and if they don't, very, very big red flag on this team, right? I mean, if they lose either of these games, like, it's going to be ugly. Yeah, if they lose the, any of the first two games, then you got a problem. Yeah, okay. Well, everybody knows that, but like, we are playing. They are playing an actual sport out there. They could lose. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not oh, impossible. It's never, never impossible. I mean, it's, it's not like scripted. So, right. um, I just wanted to bring that up. Okay, so we got two and zero starting. All right, Michigan is uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's because I meant to say Washington. Um, we're going out to the West Coast in Seattle. It's that is kind of a ah, man. I I'm I'm gonna pick a win here, but it ain't gonna be pretty. I think this game's gonna be tougher than a lot of people are expecting it to be. Okay, and you are saying win. Okay, so yeah, they'll win the game. I have heard. I know to touch briefly, briefly because this is the first big game of the season, so I think it's worth talking about for a second. Michael Penix Jr. is gonna be the probably going to yes, be the... He got named the starter. Already. Okay, so unless he gets injured... Um, like in, Which would not be surprising, to be <laughs> honest with you. Right, so unless he gets injured, he's probably going to play against um, Michigan State, and I think that his experience against them is probably going to help. Like, just in a mental state, like, I know how to play against these guys. I've been fine against these guys. So that worries me, but everyone I talk to is saying they're going to win, and Ryan is generally pretty realistic. He's saying... A close win, which I think is exactly what's going to happen. A very close win. Okay, so we're both at 3-0. Yep. Um, Michigan State is going to host Minnesota. All right, Minnesota's actually going to be – I wouldn't be shocked if they win the West this year, but uh, MSU is just a better team, I think. Uh, Minnesota's got they, – they brought back their offensive coordinator from uh, 2019, I think, when they had that big season. Uh, and Tanner Morgan was still the quarterback there. So I'm interested to see how that how how that plays out. Mo Ibrahim's back after that injury from last year, so they will be better this year. But I think MSU is just a better team than Minnesota, and they'll win the game. And it'll be it'll be within ten points, but they'll win. Yeah, I, I think I pretty much agree with you. Like, you know, haters might like to hate, but I think it's safe to say Michigan State's probably a better team than Minnesota. They so. Be. Um, <clears throat> We're, I'm going to go with a narrow win there too. I think both those games are going to be narrow wins, but it's going to be wins on the on the win tally. Okay, we're going out to Maryland. So it's October. 
Once October starts, Maryland sucks. <laughs> That's just a rule of thumb. They start out great. They'll win some non-conference game they weren't expected to win, and then they'll be shit. So, MSU goes out there October 1st. They missed it by a day. They missed it by a day. They could have got <laughs> September Maryland. And I don't think Maryland's going to be that bad this year. They'll win seven, eight games, maybe. Um, Talia Tagovailoa is a really good quarterback. They've got really good wide receivers. I just don't buy their defense. It's struggled for a while now. Um, I mean, they've got they've always had great skill players. Never been a problem there, but I, I just don't buy them defensively. I think this game, again, going to be within 10 points. But I think MSU is going to win this game. I totally agree again. I, I don't know exactly how Maryland's changed, like, their roster. It's So, I mean, it's not – they brought in a couple transfers um, like everybody else does. They brought in the Florida's old leading wide receiver, Jake McCopeland. They they brought – they have Rakeem Jarrett still there. And they, they had two guys that got hurt last year uh, that are back at wide receiver. So, they're loaded in the passing game. They are going to be able to throw the ball. And that's kind of worrisome, I guess, for MSU because – Last year's passing defense was not good. It was te- it was the worst in the country. It was it was literally the worst. So um, yeah, this is gonna be on the road. This is it could be somewhat of a trap. I mean, Maryland doesn't usually bring a ton of fans. Um, not a really a tough place to play, to be honest with you. I think MSU's lost there once. I think mm-hmm. they lost in twenty sixteen. They've won there every single other time. So I mean, I think they should win this game by. It'll be within ten points, though. It'll be yeah. I think the line's gonna be really small. Um, actually, now that you explain all of that, I'm a little worried. This one's like a it, it but it's October, so <laughs> that's when Maryland takes so a massive the shit. That's okay. the, that's the Maryland rule. I would have said this was a win, um, based on just watching the game last year. You know, and I know that it doesn't work that way. It's not that simple, but my. Uh, Understanding of football and the complexities is pretty simple. So um, I'm just going to say Michigan State's a slight winner here just because I, you know, last season they were really kind of the better team, but their secondary was just getting eaten alive, which every team did. All right. So hopefully they've improved that and they will be a little more solid. Um, next game, we're both at 5-0, and right? Yeah, that's going to be over here. So... <laughs> Ohio State coming to town. Um, this game, I think Ohio State's going to win by at least two touchdowns. I don't think it's going to be I mean, how could you possibly yeah. watch last season? Uh, it would be think. like, oh, I'm misusing the yeah, That's not. I, I would love to be wrong about this, but yeah. Ohio State's loaded, man. They're going to be pissed off this year after last year. I think they're just going to run through everybody. I Yeah, there's unlo- – like nine be, out of, it, it's not going to be fifty six to seven again. It's okay, not right. going to be that bad. But, but it, Ohio State's going to win by ten plus points at least. Yeah, nine out of ten times these two teams play, I think Ohio State, Ohio State, State will win. Yeah. So there's that miracle one, ten uh, percent. I mean, but, it is in East Lansing. If yeah. they're five and zero, oh, it'll be a big, it'll be a nice environment. Yeah, um, but, but still, Ohio State's better. So yeah. we're both at five and one now. Now this one's interesting. Wisconsin's coming to East Lansing. So this is one of the four toss-up games I've had. Oh, three, I guess. Um, out of Michigan, Michigan, Penn State, and Wisconsin were my three. No, they didn't games. play last year. They did not. They so, haven't played since 2019, and I was at that game. Wisconsin won 38 to zero. That so, was fun. Yeah, it's kind of hard to like to project based on like how the teams would play against each other. Um, I think Wisconsin they kind of ended the season pretty strong. 
they should have won the West, and they lost their last game to Minnesota. <laughs> I vaguely recall that now. They, um, uh, they, they, Wisconsin actually had a really disappointing season last year. Um, yeah, based on the preseason yeah. expectations. For they, sure. uh, what, what's the quarterback situation? Still bad. And they just lost their backup for the season. He's done. So if uh, Mertz, who's already bad, gets hurt, they are screwed. They are done. Um, th- their running game is always good, but Michigan State strength going to be stopping the run this year. I think MSU is going to win this game. I think they'll win by ten plus points. Actually, I don't think this game is going to be that close. I, 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 this is I, this is the one game I'm actually the toss up game that I'm really confident in. I think Michigan State's going to win this game somewhat easily. Okay. Because, I mean, Mertz can't – is he's not proven he can throw the ball. I mean, they, their passing game sucked last year. They, I, they've shown no signs to me as that their passing game is going to get a ton better this year. Yeah, they can run, but Michigan State's strength is stopping is going to be stopping the run this year. Well, I don't know enough, to be honest. And um, this is a home game for State, yep. which I think you got to give them the edge. Uh, if you were just being neutral based on the teams – um, you've sold me, uh, maybe not by 10 points, but I think State probably wins this. All right, this one, uh, this one's tough. This is just... At Michigan. So both teams have a bye before this game, so get off social media for two weeks. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, it's going to suck. Uh, Michigan, at this point... Is either going to have one loss or they're going to be undefeated because their schedule is a joke. And they, the one tough game they have before this is they go to Iowa. Um, <sighs> pains me to say it. I think MSU loses this year. I hope I'm wrong. I think it'll be a close game. I, I think they're going to lose this year. And uh, you think it's the home? Thing? I think it's. I think it's because they got to go there. I think that. The, the, but but in. The other on the other side of things, MSU has lost there once since 2013, one time. But I would say that it's going to be at a fever pitch in uh, Michigan. They State. they they are going to be so pissed yeah. about the last two seasons. And I don't. I think MSU is going to come in. They're going to. It's going to be. They're always focused in this game. They're going to play tough. I I I think Michigan's going to win, but it'll be a close game. I actually uh, agree with you. I think because it's at Michigan, I think like a lot of their team still has the memory of last season and, and the year before, and it's like a sort of a payback thing. And having the home advantage, I think, is you know going to be worth a at least a field goal. All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I think that's probably uh, too tough of a game for them, but. Obviously, we hope we win. So yeah, we're both love, at. Love to be wrong about that. We're both at two losses right now. Where are we at five and two, six and two, six and two, I think. Yeah. But Wisconsin, that's a, it's a pivotal one, I think. Maryland too. All right. Uh, Michigan State's going out to Illinois. Uh, Illinois is going to be better, but again, a team that likes to run the ball. MSU strength is going to be stopping the run this year. Like I said, ten plus point win for Michigan State. What was their record last year? I think they went five and seven. They were they actually improved. They were, I mean, Bielema. As much as I make fun of him, I mean, he's not doing a bad job there. Yeah, I don't think that. Um, 
like I I vaguely recall games at Illinois, but like they don't have a crazy home. No, wait, it is one of the easiest places to play in the Big Ten. Yeah, um, and Michigan State should be a better team, so that's probably a safe win. Um, all right, Rutgers coming to East Lansing. Tell me about Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers this year, I mean they went they went five and seven last year, just missed a bowl game. Uh, they actually played in a bowl game because a team dropped and <laughs> they got added. So they actually did. They went five and eight last year. Actually, <laughs> um, so Rutgers is having quarterback battle between Noah Vedderall and Gavin Wimsat, who's the big shot quarterback that came in. Last, he reclassified, came in last year, played a little bit, but I think at this point Gavin Wimsat's going to be starting. But it won't really matter. Michigan State should win this game somewhat easily. Okay, yeah. Any slanting Rutgers? I mean, like that would. I, do I even have to say anything more? <laughs> it's Rutgers. Now I know that they've lost. They've improved, once, but, but yeah, um, like that's probably a safe one as well. All right, so we're what eight and two. Uh yeah, eight and two right now. So Indiana is coming to East Lansing. So IU is probably going to be bad again. Uh, last year they. They were supposed to be. They were ranked in the top twenty-five to start the year last year, and they went. I think two and ten. They didn't win a single conference game. So uh, they brought in a. Uh, they brought in the Missouri quarterback as a transfer. Uh, Jack Tuttle's still there. Uh, I I just I think IU's still going to be bad. Um, Michigan State should win this game pretty easily at home. By the way, if MSU is still. I mean, if we're wrong about the Michigan game, they'll still be in the hunt here to go to Indy. Um, that weekend, it's uh, the Villanova game is on Friday at home, and then that game is on Saturday. So it could be a big weekend Ooh. for MSU sports that weekend. Oh, I, I, so I've got to take State here. I mean, like, obviously, Indiana game was, like, closer than we wanted last season, but it was at Indiana, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this team, you know, hopefully, this is all obviously barring some crazy. Right. You know, I mean, who knows? Yeah. It, I mean, things could go sideways for any team. But based on what we know, we're going to pick, I'm going to pick State. You're picking State. Michigan State goes to Happy Valley to play Penn State last game of the year. So this could go a multitude of ways. Penn State could be really bad this year, and Franklin could be on his way out. Or Penn State could be competing to go to Indy here, or Michigan, or and Michigan State could be competing. Who knows? I mean, so I feel wrong picking ten wins because I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm just going to pick a loss here, just based on that. I, it's it's on the road. Last game of the year, nine and three seems pretty reasonable to me. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. And I was going to say that um, even if I had picked this as a win, like. I'm going to say one of the ones that I was 50-50 about were going to go against right. State, and I was going to pick 9-3 and three either way. So we can just say we both picked identically 9-3, and three, whatever. I mean, I usually just, like, you'd sell me on whatever you're thinking. I go, yeah, that sounds good. But um, when the actual picks come out, you know, when we get to that week and it's, you know, more information is known and we've got lines, like – I'm definitely going to stray like from these picks. Yeah, know, it's so not like, going to be all the, it's not there's no way it's going to if we're I mean I would take that season in a heartbeat to be honest with you. I'd be I'd take 9 and 3. 
I, I would love to beat Michigan. Does it it get just you, keeps your momentum. I mean, going. but does it get you a, a New Year's Six? Probably ball? not. Okay. I mean, I would assume Michigan gets one. MSU might get one. If I, I, if Penn State's like eight and four, but if they lose to Penn State, then they're not going to get one. Uh, I see. You know, Penn State's still competing, and they have the same record. Then Penn State will get the nod. But yeah, I would take that season in a heartbeat. I, the Michigan loss would suck, but, you know, still, like, you still got momentum going. I mean, that's all you really want. I mean, they're ahead of schedule still. Like, you get a 9-3 season, year three, year two and a half in reality with the COVID year. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it seems 9-3 seems pretty reasonable to me. It wouldn't surprise me. Okay. Um, let's talk about, like, the – the expectations of the season and like how the position groups compared to last year, like in your opinion, obviously things might be different than what you are predicting or projecting, but um, just give me a general rundown like of the main position groups and how you think they are going to be relative to last season. Well, quarterback is pretty much the same as last year, but you're not coming out of QB competition. You know who the guy is, so I think that's beneficial. Um, True. So... Thor knows he's the guy. He doesn't have a competition. And uh, I think he's due for a big season. I think he's going to have a big year. I, I think he's going to break his records from last year. Uh, I expect him to, you know, probably be second or third team, all Big Ten. So I think he's due for a big season. Uh, I, 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 unless something crazy happens and he has a little worky, uh, uh, you know, back – backlog and he just takes a dump i hope he doesn't but we'll see um running back so this is the this is not this is the position everybody's looking at but i don't think it's the main position that i'm concerned about at all because i they brought in two transfers and uh Derek broussard from colorado who's a grad transfer and they brought in jalen Berger, who was a highly rated uh recruit from uh Wisconsin, and uh, I think these two guys are gonna get are gonna split carries, but I think Broussard's gonna be later in the year. I think he's kind of gonna separate himself, and I think he's gonna be the guy. So uh, I I think he's gonna be have a huge year. I mean, no, these guys aren't Kenneth Walker. I mean, let's just be honest. Nobody, Kenneth Walker is a once in twenty five years running back that you get at your at your school for a season. I mean, that just doesn't happen very often. So. Don't ex- put it, don't put crazy expectations on these guys. They're not gonna. Eat, they're not gonna. Not a single guy is gonna replicate last year's individual season of Kenneth Walker. So, but I think they can be pretty good at the running back position this year. Um, going to the position I'm the most worried about, just based on depth, the offensive line is. I think I like the starting five. I think they're good. I'm not sold on the depth. I mean, if Jared Horse gets hurt, this season could go down the drain fast. If he doesn't stay healthy, then you're running out a guy in probably Brandon Baldwin. I mean, they could move a guy, of course, but uh, that's a natural left tackle. He's a guy who came in last year from JUCO. Um He's it's 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 it gets scary once you when you look at the depth. I mean, 
what I've said before is you want guys in the playing rotation that are three years in, unless it's some stud. Um, You've got Horst, who I think is going to be an NFL draft pick left tackle. He's really good. Uh, got uh, Nick, Nick Samak, good player. J.D. Duplain, also a good player. Uh, Spencer Brown is a guy who has high upside, but we'll see what he can do this year. He didn't start last year, so he's getting thrown in the fire. But he's in year four, so again, that's a guy who should be on track to contribute, or at least, or at the very least, be an above-average player. Um, and you've got uh, Brian Green and Matt Carrick, who are battling for the last spot. Carrick got hurt last year. He's coming off an injury. Um, and Green transferred in from Washington State, and he, I think he was 13 on Pac-12 in 2020. I think Green is going to take the spot in the end, uh, but that's like the one position where I'm like, okay, the depth's fine there. After that, you're running Gina Vandemark, true fr- redshirt freshman out there, Ethan Boyd, redshirt freshman. Um, I haven't heard much about Dallas Fincher, so I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, you don't have much depth. I mean, that's scary, man. You, you you get those injuries on the offensive line, you're done. You're, you're toast. I mean, the season's done. You're not going to win anything of significance if those guys get hurt. So that's scary. That's the one thing I'm really worried about with this team. Um, so instead of running back, people should be focusing on that. That's the thing you should be looking at. I'm not worried about the running back position. You can always plug somebody. Yeah, it's not going to be as productive as last year, but still should be good enough. And then you go to uh, wide receiver, loaded. I mean, you got Jaden Reed, who's going to be a first-team All-Big Ten guy. Uh, just a stud re- return man as well. Um, they lost Jalen Naylor, which, you know, kind of sucks. Not, I don't view that as a huge loss. You got Trey Mosley, who's just a reliable player. Um, I, I like him a lot. I think he's going to have a p- pretty good year. And then uh, so after that, you got Keon Coleman, who they've been hyping up nonstop all offseason. I think he's going to have, uh, he's going to be a really good player uh, down the line. Maybe this year, I think he'll be solid. I don't think he's going to be like an All Big Ten guy, but I think he's going to be pretty good. And I've heard nonstop about Jeremy Bernard, the kid, uh, the true freshman who at, enrolled at Washington. So this is going to be an interesting storyline for that game. But he wound up coming to Michigan State instead. So um, he's a true freshman. He's going to be. A good player. And then you got Montori Foster played last year. Um, you got a ton of talent. Uh, T- Antonio Gates Jr. I mean, just name recognition there. Everybody knows who his dad is. Uh, he was, I mean, and Jr. was a big recruit himself. So, uh, but I mean, they've got plenty of depth at wide receiver. I think that that's going to be a really solid position. Tight end to me, really. Um, Interesting position because now they have the luxury of depth there, which they have not had for years. Haven't had a stud tight end, and I don't know, since Josiah Price. So that's almost 10 years ago. Um, But Daniel Barker transferred in from Illinois. I think he's going to be a really good player. I like him a lot. And then Malik Carr, if he can learn to block, man, that guy's going to be an NFL player. He's he's a good player. And then Tyler Hunt, old reliable, comes back. <laughs> so he's still around. So you got three guys you can play. Tight end should be good. Um, and then defensively, I've got more concerns on the defensive side of the ball overall than I do offensively. 
just because of the secondary last year, but I think they'll be improved because they can't get any worse. But defensive end, you got Chris Bogle, who I think has huge upside, transfer from Florida. I really like him. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do this year under – I mean, he, he's got, he's getting great coaching from Brandon Jordan. So you got him, and you got uh, – on uh, a defensive tackle, you have uh, – Jacob Slade, who's going to be an all-Big Ten player. Kid's a stud. Great year last year. Um, Simeon Barrow, again, he's back. Uh, they've got a ton of they, – they've, they've got a decent amount of depth on their defensive line. Um, I fully expect them to be good there. Uh, one second, let me bring up the roster because I'm blanking on names for some reason. I don't know why. I'm gonna hold it against you, but I don't. Really know what they are, so. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Deshaun Mallory is. I forgot about him. He's he's a senior this year. Jeez, man. Oh my gosh. Uh. They they brought in, you know, like I said, they brought in Bogle, and he's gonna be really good. Maverick Hansen, I forgot about him. He was um, he was a guy they flipped late on signing day. I think D'Antonio's last year. Flipped him from CMU. He's been he's been contributing for he contributed last year. He was solid. Um I like uh I I Jalen Hunt is a guy who got hurt last year, but he came in with huge expectations last year. Uh I think he's gonna be I hope he can stay healthy because I think he's got a lot of potential. Um I'm kind of worried about the other side, I guess. I Jeff Petrowski. How did I forget about Jeff Petrowski? He's he was uh he was really good last year. I cannot believe I forgot about him. He's he's gonna he's gonna be on uh the other end of Bogle more than likely. Brandon Wright. Uh he came into the program as a running back. He moved to defensive end last spring. Uh had a couple sacks, I think, in the pit game. Uh He's he's a guy who's he's not huge, but he's a guy who you know he can use his speed. He was a running back before, but uh, I think he can be a solid player. Tank Brown kind of he got hurt all last year. Kind of would like to see him take a step forward. Um, I already mentioned Barrow. I already mentioned Slade. I I mean they they got a lot of depth on the defensive line, so you know that and you win in the trenches. That's in my opinion, the most uh, important position on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, for obvious reasons. Alex Van Summeren, he's going to – I would like him to redshirt, but uh, he was a highly rated recruit, and he's going to be a really good player. And then Derek Harmon, I've heard a lot of positive things about him this offseason. So that's the defensive line. Uh, A lot of depth, like I said. Go to linebacker, I think – I was talking to Tim about this the other day. I, this is probably my – I think this is the best group on the field uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they have a ton of guys there. And the crazy part is they can only they, – they, the system they run, they only play two linebackers. So, you know, you got Darius Snow, Cal Halliday, uh, and you got the transfers, uh, Jacoby Windman from UNLV. He was a stud last year for them. Uh yeah, I've heard a lot of positive things, and some people have been saying, well, there's no way this is going to work. Ben Van Summeren, I've heard he might start. 
mm-hmm. which I was shocked to hear. But apparently he is having a great offseason. Um, so we'll take keep an eye out for him. Magateote is back. He entered the portal and came back. Um, so lots of talent on at the linebacker position. Uh, so secondary, this is the position, again, other than offensive line, this is my second most – this position I'm second most worried about. So they bring back almost everybody, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing after <laughs> last season. Um, they uh, Ronald Williams, he was pretty good late last year. I like him. I think he he's going to be a good player. He's going to start. But I've heard nothing but positive things about the Georgia transfer Amir Speed. I, he, they've been saying he's an NFL player. Uh, he did start for – I mean, he started for one of the greatest defensive teams of all time for the first three games of the year. So he can't be that bad. Um, I think he's going to be pretty good. I like him. Uh, Chester Kimbrough, you know, he <laughs> really hit or miss with him. I mean, but, I mean, we'll see if he improved. Uh you got Kari Crump, uh, Kari Crump, who didn't play last year. He's back. Um, trying to think. Oh, Marquis Lowry. He played a lot last year. He's back as well. And then uh, at the safety position, you've got uh, Xavier Henderson back, who was, who's a really good player. I mean, he's going to be an all-Big Ten guy, in my opinion. And then uh, you got Angelo Gross, who, again, good player. I mean, the corner position to me is just really wor- kind of worrisome again. But safety's good. Safety is is solid. I like that. But, yeah, uh, other than special teams, which I guess I could talk about, you got Behringer coming back, who was a stud at punter last year. And then uh, the kicker position's kind of a toss-up. They got they brought in a transfer from Auburn, Ben Patton. Uh, I think he's probably going to win the job since they brought him in so late, and he's battling with Jack Stone for that. So... That's pretty much the rundown positionally. Uh, probably blanked on some names, but you know, kind of. I literally did that all for memory. So. Yeah, you, I think <laughs> I think you're good. Um, all right, we're gonna move to our picks, which we can actually do now. Um, so we've but, already kind of talked about MSU Western, but we're gonna we're gonna actually officially make that pick. What you, were we gonna say? Do you want to talk about the expectations for this year? Because we didn't really get into it. Well, we kind of talked. I about guess we did make. Picks for the year, so yeah, um, it did. I mean, we we think Goodyear. I, f- I I would expect uh, you got to be eight and four or better for me to be happy with to be content with this season. Okay, it's got to be at least that. I agree, and I think that's that's I barring that's it, barring injuries. You know, I think it's doable. It is doable. It's barring injuries. I mean, if the offensive line gets hurt, then all bets are off. Who right. knows what's going to happen? Um, I think we've pretty much touched on expectations. So, um, let's start with we're gonna we're gonna officially keep our record now. Let's start with uh, Purdue hosting Penn State, who's three and a half point favorites in West Lafayette. It's yeah, it's this is in a, West such an interesting game for me. Um, it, it, like this is like Purdue. I mean, Penn State needs to win this game, or else. People are going to go crazy because James Franklin has been really bad the last two years. Um, kind of want – I'm going to pick Purdue here. I wouldn't be surprised if they went out right. 
Okay. Um, is Purdue bringing back a lot? They brought back – I mean, they lose a lot on defense, but they brought back Aiden O'Connell. He's back. Hmm. Penn State's got offensive line issues all across the board. Still. I'm going to take Penn State to cover. I kind of like to just differ with you sometimes, but, you know, they are like a bigger, you know, brand. And, you know, I could easily envision a world where Penn State wins by double digits, but. It's going to be a big, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big atmosphere for Purdue. It's a night game, Thursday night game, nationally televised on Fox. So, I mean, it's going to be a pretty big, good. This is the kind of game that James Franklin keeps winning. So that they're like, he kind of like keeps hanging on because it's like you just beat Purdue, dude. But like then he'll lose the ones. No, he'll lose to like Illinois or some stupid shit like last year. Yeah. Like this is gonna be a big win for him, and he's gonna tweet and and you know it's guy, guy guy's a jackass, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've made our picks. Um, so Minnesota is. Hosting New Mexico State, they are thirty six point five point favorites. I'm gonna New Mexico State's really bad. Like they're really really bad, but I think they'll cover the spread here. Yeah, you know how I feel about numbers like this. Like this is like I, they uh, could easily put on their you know their like the bench and give up a touchdown in this cover. Right. Like you know this easily co- could happen. I mentioned this to you, but uh, interesting tidbit. Backstory to this game. Uh, Jerry Kill, who coached at Minnesota and had uh, some not-so-nice things to say about uh, P.J. Fleck, I think a year or so ago, is coaching at New Mexico State now. So we'll see how they react to him coming back. Oh, that's a fun storyline. Okay. So we already talked about this. Michigan State, 22.5-point favorites over Western. Um, 72% of the money is on MSU to cover this. Um and if we haven't mentioned it before, we're doing, at the time of our recording, Caesar Sportbook line. So some of the games we don't have, and that's just, uh, we're just not going to be using those picks against our record. So, um, Ryan, 22.5 points, Michigan State. It's a high line, but I think I'm just going to cover it. Um, I saw a projection it that, was, that yeah. said that MSU was not going to cover that, and... Um, that you know, it's a fairly big number, but it's an easy number for them to cover. That's it's tough for me. Um, this is just over three touchdowns though, which I don't like. Um, you know, if this was like twenty point five, I would be far more moved. But um, I'm gonna just go Western. Um, just, just using the numbers. You uh, MSU cover. Yeah. All right, Indiana hosting Illinois. The Hoosiers are three-point favorites. Give me the, give me Illinois. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went out right. And you're very, you're very um, confident in this because uh, Illinois has got a really good running back. Indiana is, I just think they're going to be bad again. Uh, Illinois is not great, but I think that they're a better team than Indiana. I get it's at IU, but is that really the toughest place to play in the world? Not really. Hmm. Home team only gets three points. Three points isn't a lot to give. Illinois also just destroy. I mean, I don't know how good Wyoming's going to be this year. They'll probably be okay. They're not, but they destroyed them last week. Oh, they played. Yeah. Okay, so this is what's what you're kind of go. Okay, if they already played and they look good, I'm I'm good with giving them points because that's they don't even have to win. All right, 
We both took Illinois plus three. All right, Michigan, 30.5-point favorites over Colorado. State, um, Colorado State. Colorado State, sorry. Well, just like the NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. All right, so <clears throat> what do you think? 30-and-a-half. Colorado State's bad. I'm Michigan's playing a soft schedule. They'll blow them out. They, 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 beat the, they beat the shit out of the bad opponents they usually play. So, yeah. This Michigan is a cover. huge number. Dude, this is going to be the lowest number they have out of all their non-conference games. The other ones are going to be like 40-plus. Seriously. You think that he would run the score He's up He's going to run the score up on them. He always runs the score up on the shitty teams. Okay. Man, that's a big number, though. 30. It's more than... I mean, they're auditioning quarterbacks for both games. They're auditioning McNamara this game, and then McCarthy's getting the second one. So he's probably going to play most of the game. Okay. I'll go with... um... Yeah, they do like to run the score up, though. You're right. Okay. I mean, hey, go Colorado State, but let's be real here. (laughs) Okay. Um... Maryland's 24-point favorites over the Buffalo... Buffalo Bulls. Bulls. The Bulls. Okay. I saw it in my head, but I was like, what even is that animal? <laughs> they, uh... September Maryland. I think Buffalo was pretty bad last year. Give me Maryland to cover with their high-flying passing offense. Maryland... Is Buffalo bad? You don't they know were... They... I think they were pretty bad last year. And this is like their opening game. They do need wins like this. Ah, I'm going to give Buffalo 24. And you said Maryland. All right. Boston College is hosting Rutgers. Boston College is seven-point favorite. It's actually a pretty interesting game. Rutgers Um, is getting seven. No, Boston College is getting seven. Well, I'm saying like... Oh, you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to pick Rutgers here. Uh, this game's at Boston College, but I think that Shiano will keep it pretty close. Yeah, I mean, you're giving the Big Ten I like, team seven I, I like Jerkovic, the Boston College quarterback. He's pretty good, but I, I think Rutgers I, – I don't know who their quarterback's going to be, though. Rutgers could win this game, and they're getting a full yeah, touchdown, so I like that. I like I like that. Okay. Okay. Um, Ohio State's hosting Notre Dame, and they're 17-and-a-half-point favorites. So, uh, Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame coach, had a press conference today, and he they brought up the line to him, and he said, well, we're going to put that on the bulletin board. So, give me Ohio State to cover this, and I think they're going to blow out Notre Dame, <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, Notre Dame, this is their first game under a new coaching staff. Ohio State's super pissed off about last year. Like I said, I think they're going to run through almost everybody this year. Give me the buck, guys. Notre Dame's not going to be any good. They'll be be all right, but Ohio State's going to be national championship team possibly good this year, in my opinion. If they get their defense short up, 100%. 17.5. It's not like they're like a bad team. Like Notre Dame could no, be very but, good. But remember, Michigan State was seventeen and a half points last year. Remember you think it's like that? I don't know if it's going to be that bad, but I I think Ohio State's going to win this game pretty easily. Okay, I could see three touchdowns. Yeah, 
I don't know, you're really just kind of... I think Notre Dame's breaking in a new QB, too. I, they are breaking in a new QB, actually. Because uh, Jack Cohn's gone. I'm going to go just with my gut here. Notre Dame's still kind of a big team, and they are getting 17. You're probably right. They're probably going to lose by, like, 20-something. But I'm just going to do it because that's how I feel. And you like Ohio State. I like Ohio State. Okay. All right. So we got our picks in. That's pretty much... You know, all we have in terms of picks, we didn't do any other, like, non-Big Ten teams, just Big Ten games just for fun, unless there's we something off the top do, of We could do uh, Oregon-Georgia, I guess. I think that one's 11-Georgia. Keep talking. Keep thinking. I'm um, pulling it up. Do we want to do UConn again this year? No, they sp- <laughs> they spurned us. Uh, they almost won last week. <laughs> um, West Virginia-Pitt's kind of interesting. That's seven. Um there's a LSU plays Florida State too. I think if you if you go to there's more interesting games. If you go to just uh, FBS games, Wait, well, let me pull up the. Okay, I was gonna get. Oh Oregon. my bad. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. I was just glancing. Okay, let's just do it. Oregon, Georgia. Um, Georgia's 17 points. Oh, I was way off. Where is this game? It's in uh, Atlanta, so it's basically a Georgia home game. But it's not there. It's not at home. home. Okay. Um, Do you know anything about Oregon? So Oregon, um, yeah, I'm a D-Gen. Of course I know about Oregon. Um, Oregon uh, has a new quarterback, Bo Nix, transferred in from Auburn, who was not very good. Um... They brought in some transfers. They got the I think got Christian Gonzalez, the corner from Colorado, is at Oregon now. They brought in they brought in uh, who else did they bring? They brought in another running back, but I can't remember his name. But he was pretty good. Um, I Georgia's just better a better team though, and the, Oregon's breaking in a new quarterback, new coaching staff. the The interesting storyline here is that Oregon's. New head coach was Georgia's defensive coordinator last year. So interesting. That is an interesting storyline. But I am going to go with Georgia to win the cover here, actually. It's in Atlanta. I think Georgia's a way better team. I I just don't think this game's going to be very close. Yeah, I'm going to pick Georgia, I think, home game. And they could, like, destroy them, potentially. Uh... And then, uh, but it should be fun game. Yeah, it should be. I mean, you got the storylines there. I think since he plays Arkansas in Fayetteville, that was a ranked game. I think it's down. Um, let's bring it up. Uh-huh. Unless you can't get it. Uh, six points favorites, Arkansas. So, uh, Cincinnati lost a lot from last year's playoff team. Uh, Desmond Ritter's gone. Sauce Gardner's gone. They're two best players. Um, Arkansas brings back a they, – they lost a decent amount, but they brought they bring back K.J. Jefferson, the quarterback, who was a stud last year. This game's in Fayetteville. It's, you said six? Mm-hmm. Give me, give me Arkansas. One touchdown. I could see that. And Arkansas, that's basically their professional team. Yeah, it's 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 one of the toughest places to play in the country. Yeah. I might bet on that game for real. 
Um, I'm going to agree with you. So we just did a couple games those. for fun. Yeah, yeah, we're not even going to count them, them but it's there's it's just fun. You guys could be in your head like, no, that's stupid because because <laughs> you don't know that this guy's out. Okay, yeah, we are stupid. I don't. Know. I am stupid. You have not figured oh, yeah. that out. So anyway, um, we both have state winning this weekend. Ryan is going to be at the game and tailgating. Um, I mean. Maybe. We'll see because of work. But I am not going to be able to make it to either. I'll just be watching on TV. Um, expect a win. Hopefully it's big and fun and flashy. And, um, you know, it's always go green, basically. Go white. Dylan up ahead. Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to Minneapolis. Oh!